Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Transatlantic Podcast. It's a conversation between two trans people from across the pond. I am Luxander. I am an American trans masculine person, and my, my co-host here will introduce herself. I am a cat. I am a British trans feminine person. And that's the whole shtick. That's it. Congratulations. You can go now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you later. See you next week. <laughs> All right, this week's topic, uh, we are going to be talking about the general sort of climate about trans people in both of our countries, and then more specifically, we're going to get into the stuff that's going on in America right now, because uh, the recording date right now is March 19th, and Texas is in the middle of trying to push a bathroom bill through, very similar to the one in North Carolina, so that's where we're going to end up. But first, uh, Kat, how is the climate for trans people over there? It could be worse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the long and short of it. Um, Of note recently, um, not in terms of attitude, but Brexit is obviously happening. Um, We've been reassured by our Prime Minister that it does mean Brexit, in the same way that tautology means tautology. Um, So that currently means, for for us, that means that um, funding for healthcare is going down. And because we're under a right-wing government, um, funding for healthcare is already going down. So in terms of attitudes, this basically means that um, it's going to be harder for people to transition and it's going and people are just going to be, I guess, expecting more <laughs> when we can't. People, people always have this idea that, going, that transitioning is like going through one door into another and it's going to become more and more like waiting four years and then getting gatekept, and then people telling you you can't get certain funding for certain things because we can't afford it. Um, and that's all basically down to budget cuts. It's incredibly boring, but it's very relevant. Um, the other thing, which is very relevant to the mood right now, is um, the recent statement by a Niger- I believe Nigerian feminist, um, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. I probably butchered that name. Um, you did better basically, than I would have. Hey, well, I'll try. <laughs> um, she basically came out. She was. She's been going around doing this. I think it's like a circuit, a circuit of talks in different universities. Um, very well regarded feminist before a couple of weeks ago, when she made some statements about how trans women aren't women because um, we've experienced male privilege, and that means that we can't be women in the same way that um, I suppose. Poor women aren't women, and black women aren't women because they're not the same as the suffragettes. Um, yeah. I can go on with that argument, and I had a very, very long rant about it to one of my friends the other day when she asked me to explain it. Um, I probably won't now, but if someone wants me to, I can read out that whole rant because no way I'm going to wing that again. <laughs> um, but it, actually, that's a, that's a podcast I want to do on its own. Yes, yes, okay, yeah. good. Because I can't do that here because it will be two hours and me saying fuck a lot. Um, yeah. I didn't put the explicit tag on iTunes. I'm just going to put that out there now. <laughs> so please don't, please, um, if you tell iTunes we said fuck, I'm very sorry, but that's just the fucking way we're going to go about it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so basically this happened and not surprisingly, a lot of people agreed with her. There was a big post on the um, United Kingdom Reddit Reddit where everyone was saying, oh, no, she's definitely right, though. Like, I'm all for trans people. I'm not transphobic, but trans women aren't women, and to say they are is just very silly. And it's like, well, that's not true, though. And then uh, you have the same people that come up, and they cite the Blanchard stuff. And 
it's not an attitude in the country so much as an attitude of people who think they're smart, I think is what's happening here. And it's sort of a backlash to um, the increased progress for trans people, especially in this country. Um, with every, with the march of progress is always a bit backward stepping every now and again, and this is hopefully one step that's not going to repeat itself very often. But yeah, we're we're fighting an uphill battle. Um, it's being fought along the among the intellectuals rather than and the redditors, I guess, rather yeah. than the actual um, politicians and the regular voting public. So. Hopefully it won't happen, but there's much of a knock-on effect. But yeah, that's for a lot of us, especially for us uh, trans feminists and trans women feminists, it's a hard time to have to have to defend yourself in front of people that are supposed to be allied with you and claim to be allied with you, as this woman did. Um, yeah, and her voice is still important. Um, intersectional feminism, of course, is the only kind of feminism that is worth a damn. Um, She's done a lot of work for, femini- for feminism for black people, which is incredibly important, but I just wish she didn't have to step on the toes of someone underneath her because someone always feels the need to do that. You know, the suffragettes weren't very nice to black women or poor women, and this is I sort of see this as the same thing. And you can leave me nasty comments about that if you want to, but I will ignore them. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've literally, on my YouTube channel, I've just started deleting comments that I find annoying. <sighs> Yeah, like on yeah. on the simple basis of like you, you're boring or you're annoying me. <laughs> you're boring. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you can't say anything new. It's like trying. Okay, sorry everybody. It's like trying to argue with a Christian uh, as an atheist. I have nothing. There's nothing new a Christian can say to me, and I'm quickly getting to that same point with trying to talk about gender with people. It's like you can literally not say a single thing that I can't immediately shoot down because you're wrong. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we want to go into that right now. No, no, no. I was just making the, the comparison. <laughs> just making the comparison is all I'm doing. Christians, I love, I love you all. My mum, my mum is Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I apologize. I, I do agree with you though, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Will not alienate the entire populace within the first. No, 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 no. I, I have great respect for religious people. I just am not one myself. I just think your yeah. arguments are silly sometimes. It's okay. <laughs> so are some especially, of mine. Especially in America. I'm just, yeah. yeah. Uh, America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, what a, what a uh, silly place. <laughs> what a silly place we Speaking have. Speaking of America. <laughs> yes, yeah, segue. So good. <laughs> um, so yeah, the climate over there seems like it's a little bit more temperate. It's a little bit more, it's a little bit more sunshiny over there. Maybe yeah, a little bit I of think... clouds. I think so. I think it's mainly because we're kind of, I guess people are worried about other things like being racist and also Brexit. But yeah. <laughs> and also, I think a lot of this is also because we sort of look at Trump and go like, oh, well, at least we're not doing as bad as you guys. <laughs> and so I think uh, when people see the Republicans acting out against trans people, I think it sort of makes us a little more defensive of our trans colleagues and friends. And I'm not sure if that's implicitly true, but... I do. Th- I, you do see a lot of. There's, there's not many pro-Trump people I've met in this country. I've met a few, and God bless them. They're very silly. But, <laughs> but yeah, and I think I think there's a lot of that is basically just trying to look after ourselves. And we, in the same way that Trump's making a very isolationist case for America, 
Britain's very inward looking right now. And I don't think when people are trying to work out why they don't have jobs and it's because they keep voting in governments with, uh, that really, really just want austerity and not progress. Um, they're not, too, they're not bothered about trans people unless we start like going near them and then they'll start making horrible comments. Yeah, of course. Mm. Um, uh, this is this is definitely related to my upcoming topic conversation. Um, when, did you guys have the gay marriage, yeah? We have the gay marriage, yes, and we when, have the when, civil unions as well, which is a different thing. Yeah. When when did you guys get the the full on gay marriage? Oh, I'm gonna get this so wrong. I think it's 2010, but it could be 2012, and I'm just gonna Google now. <laughs> <laughs> it seems it like it was ages ago. ago, honestly. Um, it was before you guys. I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of part of what my point is going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, 2013. 2013, okay. And yeah. we've just got it... God, wasn't... It was either 2015 or 2016. I don't it think it was last recent, year. It was very recent, yeah. It was very recent, yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason that I think that that's relevant is because in America, there was a lot of media attention on the whole concept of same-sex marriage. And, like... Since we got that done, like, the Republicans were basically like, okay, there's no way we're going to be able to win in courts uh, based on arguments from the Bible, because obviously the courts are basing their decision off of the Constitution and not the Bible. Um, so for now. we finally, for, na- sh- 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 for now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got done with that, and they were like, okay, well, okay, the gays have their rights to get married now, like, who else can we now shit upon, like, the immediate next issue is bathrooms and it's never been a problem before really nope. until we got the gay marriage <laughs> yep and you have to make up a new problem to be angry about exactly yeah um so i think that that's partially contributing to the climate in the united states where it's there there is sort of this polarization but it's very isolated groups that are accepting like groups that are fully accepting like you mentioned even certain like feminist allies to trans people like cis cis allies can be transphobic even if they don't mean to be yeah so even within these groups that like they're trying to protect us they also inevitably like do something fucked up and so it's it's hard i guess whatever to get everything right all the time but my patience runs thin yeah, it's kind of disturbing how much the how much like the hidden feminist circles is sort of becoming a cool thing. I mean, it has been for a while, but um, that's another thing that I guess I should mention is that Jermaine Greer is a th- still a thing over here, and she still talks. Um, so the feminists, in scare quotes, critiques of trans people are definitely still out there, but they're becoming more maligned recently. We've got some nice trans voices speaking out. Um, Paris Lees has done some has said some lovely things about us because she's one of us. And, um, yeah, thankfully, most of the time when someone speaks up against trans people, they get, um, people realize that they're talking shit. Yeah. It happens sometimes, but not all the times. Yeah. And I actually, I don't know, it's, it's, it's complicated and annoying on a personal level. Yeah. So I'll move beyond that. And, because a lot of these individual things, like, Hello, I'm going to go on a soci rant right now. Uh, mm. A lot of the things going on on the individual level are obviously impacted by the things going on on the top level. So you have uh, the United States president, who is a not 
pr- probably not a convicted uh, rapist, but at the very minimum, like actually, like his first wife divorced him because of that. And then I mean, the he other had comments... charges pending when he was elected. Yeah, right? actually, she uh, th- that was hella trigger warning, by the way, for child sexual assault. Um, mm. This was a 13 year old girl around the time that I was born, so right, right around 1994, mm-hmm. um, who supposedly was being kept by someone else, and Trump, like, visited this person, and this this girl at the time was just, like, there as an object to be used. So, Wait. yeah, she was going to file a lawsuit, but received so many threats that she dropped the case. yeah. But it would have gone to court, like, in December. But so it'd it didn't be too go. late, I suppose, by then. Even so. It would have been too late anyway, yeah, yeah. But the thing is that there was no media coverage anyway, even though there should have been, so it was nothing. Nothing could be done. Fake news. Fake news, Sad. yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> so, uh... So you've got the president doing messed up things, and then that sort of trickles down because we've got this example. Like, the president is always setting the example for Americans and showing the world what America looks like. And we've got a very, very, very bad person in there right now, and this is giving people who are are bigoted the permission, they feel permission to start doing the things that they've wanted to do for a long time, which is be transphobic and homophobic and commit hate crimes and hate speech and get away with it which is happening. And then you've got the government actually trying to make laws to restrict our rights. So probably most of the people listening will know about the North Carolina HB2 bill that got passed into law. And uh, actually, let me pull up the page I have on that right now. That's selective, right? Yeah, it hasn't been repealed or anything. They're working on trying to repeal it, but it's not been repealed. So specifically... This bill addresses, um, it's called the Public Facilities Privacy and Security Act, which, fuck you, by the way. (laughs) Second of all. (laughs) Yep. It requires uh, that people in buildings uh, that are publicly owned, such as schools, which are the main problem in in this situation, they're required to use the restroom matching their birth certificate. Now... It is possible to change the sex on your birth certificate in North Carolina, but you have to have uh, genital reconstruction surgery Mm -hmm. to get that change, which, of course, no fucking teenager can get that. Um, And it's really weird because this bill also overturns local uh, anti-discrimination ordinances, um, and it also... Ah, shit, hold on, where was it? Somewhere tied into this bill was also a prevention from cities to raise their minimum wage higher than what the state's level is. So, like, <laughs> just, just a, snuck in the back there. Just another sucker punch in there for you. Oh, I, so, and when they released this, there was this big thing they were talking about. Like, was, it's basically unenforceable, like, at all levels. Like, it's yeah. basically just a protest against trans people. But yeah. it's it's logistically unenforceable, mm. except like only only in public places like parks and stuff like that, though, like government buildings where it's not like there's not going to be a security guard there or anything like that. But in schools 
kid has to ask permission first anyway. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like they're. they're they, I mean, they have to ask. Otherwise, they're just gonna be scared and go into the quote unquote wrong bathroom and get in trouble for it. So like. They kind of have to go through the authority figures at their schools, and if the law says, no, you're not allowed to use that bathroom, even if the school very strongly wants to allow that child to use the correct bathroom, they are legally not allowed to and can face penalties for doing so, like have their funding taken away from the state. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's there's actual like pretty high stakes in that yeah. situation. in the event that you would get caught, which is quite difficult to do. Yeah, um... Then the one in Texas, uh, I I believe this is Senate Bill 6. Um, It's the same type of thing, except that it's not just like... there, There aren't as many punitive actions in the one in North Carolina. The one in Texas, it makes it a crime to enter a public restroom or locker room not designated for a person's biological sex at work, uh, at birth, unquote. Um... Mm. So you can basically, it's essentially the same type of bill. Like, you're not allowed to let the kids use the right bathroom. And they're basing this on the idea that a cis man would use this bill to dress as a woman, to enter a woman's bathroom, and potentially (laughs) assault someone. My God, it's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. And I've Uh. even... Some of the arguments uh, being presented by supporters of the bill are, they literally say, like, no, 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 this doesn't actually, this isn't about trans people. This is about making sure that cis men can't use this loophole in the law, quote unquote, to enter women's spaces and violate their privacy. Did people not realize that assault's already a fucking crime? Yeah, (laughs) you know, we've been saying that for a while now. Like, assault's a crime. Yeah. I don't know. Personally, I also hate the term biological sex, and I can get into that another time, but every time that comes up, I just, as a biologist, I, my shackles raise a bit. Oh, God, no, I, I understand completely. Like, it's because it's dependent on so many different factors, and so there's, like, literally no way that it can be binary. <laughs> yeah, people would, like, bait with, like, school, with, like, high school levels of biology acting like they're fucking master students, at least, and it's like, God, come on. Yeah, I have half a degree in sociology just because of my being on the internet as a trans person right now. Like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, so I've seen a lot of really interesting things prop- uh, cropping up about this bill. Um, the day that we have open forum sort of type things here uh, where if a law is being brought up that potentially maybe controversial there's always the option for people to come in and speak about it uh whether in opposition or support so this particular bill in texas the day that it was um the day that it was being talked about when the forum was open and everything they went for like 21 hours like the entire day 21 hours and there were like 400 something people who showed up in opposition to the bill. There were like a hundred or so people who showed up in support of the bill. And it became clear like halfway through the day that nothing that the opposition was going to say was going to change the minds of the people like on the committee who were drafting the bill. And so like half of the people like left, but there were a couple of very interesting speakers and, uh, you got it. Texas bathroom bill. Um, 
a pastor. There was a trans man reverend mm. there, which I, mm, uh, mm, mm, I have feelings on that subject, but uh, <laughs> point being. I mean, technically, uh, there's nothing against trans people in the Bible, so. Yeah, no, technically there isn't. Well, I mean, there it. There's like a bit somewhere in there that says like man shouldn't dress as a woman and yeah, and but then that's implies trans men really. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I think it might be the same. Like in reverse, it might also mention that, but I'm not. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, but we've got this trans man pastor, uh, standing outside and speaking to the people who are waiting outside, and his. It, it's cool to have religious people on that side of things as irritating as I find it it's good to have the religious people's support Mm -hmm. especially in Texas yeah especially in Texas of course I find this reasoning very strange um because this god I don't know his name is it's the reverend s david win I'll go ahead Mm -hmm. and name him uh he says quote in the beginning god created humankind in god's image so god is transgender end quote um, Which I think is fucking weird. <laughs> like, that's just a weird thing to say. Doesn't make any sense, really. <laughs> if a god okay. existed, it wouldn't have a gender because it would be above our stupid social conventions. Anyway. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, hold on. I know this is a bit derailing, but what? I don't understand the guy's logic there. I don't either. And that's all That's all that's in this quote okay. that I can see. Right. I mean, right. he goes on to say... He goes on to say, we're all created in the image of what is holy and divine and sacred, and we should all be treated that way. But I guess it's the general, like, if we're made in God's image and trans people exist, then by definition, something about God has to be transgender. Yeah, yeah. I think. I'm just picturing God now as, like, this, like, cute little Bishonen boy from, like, the little high school animes and stuff. Uh, like Oran High School Host Club? Yeah. <laughs> like a little, giggle, little giggly boy. Like. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> uh. It really pissed off a lot of conservatives as well, which I quite enjoy. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Um, there was also a trans man who was a doctor uh, who spoke, I think, on this issue. Jesus, it's going to take me a second to find it. Of course I didn't look for it first. <laughs> Um, I'm just adding. That is the like, Google noise. Yeah, it's the Google noise. I'm sorry. I've got a mechanical keyboard. It's super, super fucking loud. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I can't find this guy's name, but there was a doctor who spoke in front of, oh God, ooh, this is going to get real fun towards the end of the story because I forgot mm. about part of it until just now. Um, he was speaking to the to the committee and he was telling them about how lack of access to public facilities can cause medical problems. Because it can. Like, people don't realize that holding your pee all day or holding your poo all day can yeah. cause you to have serious issues. I I follow a, a different podcast with that's two trans men, and each of them individually, one had a severe bladder infection and the other had a severe kidney infection because of having to hold their pee all day. Like, this is something that's causing actual damage. And this doctor said something along the lines of, like, these bills are literally killing my patients. Yeah. Can you not? <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh. it was him who was speaking who said, like, something about, like, if we're, if we're 
basing this bill on what someone's genitals are, and we are, like, checking to make sure what kind of genitals they have before they go into the bathroom, then really, who is the pervert? Yeah. Yes. And I shit you not. I shit you not. The woman who was leading the committee... I forgot about that bit. Yeah. Yeah, you forgot about that bit. (laughs) She got... This guy said, like, so who's the pervert in that situation? And this woman has a hot mic on, and she whispers, you're the pervert. (laughs) And oh my god, it's real. Like, at first I was like, there's no way. There's no fucking (sighs) way. And then I looked it up, and like, it, like, you can hear the audio if you have it turned up enough. She literally says it. Not loud enough to be heard by anybody, but she still got caught on a hot mic, and I'm like, oh my god, you're so, what, what? Jesus (laughs) Christ, I forgot about that bit. Yeah, that's, oh, oh man. Can we get a plug for that podcast, by the way, in case someone wants to listen to it? Oh, it's called You're So Brave. Okay, Um, that's good Yeah, it, yeah, it it is, it's a joke also, because, like, you know, I don't know what it is about the cis, they are always like, oh, you're so brave, and it's really annoying, so... (laughs) They know, their podcast that. I, I'll take any compliment I can get these days, to be honest. Um, yeah. What I find fascinating about this is that there's been a lot of talk, especially with the election recently, that Texas is like on the verge of becoming like a blue state or at least a swing state. So the fact that this is coming to Texas now is sort of kind of baffling. Like North Carolina has been red for a while. Um, yeah. And Texas has been always seen as a very conservative place, but... I mean, the cities have very, always been very liberal, and it sort of seems like it's becoming one of those places, sort of like, sort of, I guess, like, I can't really compare it to California, but I will, just because I have very few reference points. Um, <laughs> and it's like a state with, like, has got a lot of Republicans in it, but, like, it does also have a very, so, a lot of social, like, social liberals. Yeah. Well, there's a, cities like Austin, Texas, like, Austin is, like, the liberal bastion in Texas. It's where, like, any atheist event that happens in Texas, you bet your ass it's happening in Austin. Like, there is a strong LGBT community there and a strong, like, atheist community there, trans community. Like, it's all very... uh, It's actually, like, a really good place, but it depends on population skews, like, how many people are living in those cities versus the rest of the state, and then you also have to take into account gerrymandering and how that will prevent it from being a swing state for as long as humanly possible. Mm. Which, uh, I don't know if, like, any UK people don't know what gerrymandering is. Do I need to explain? Well, we'll become very familiar in the next couple of years because it's about to happen over here, too. Oh, Um, grand. But but please go ahead. It's basically, like, the... There are voting districts, and, like, basically, a normal type of setup for a voting district would be, like, let's say this, like... Four by four block of people counts as one voting district. That's very small, but you get my point. And then immediately adjacent to it is another four by four block of voting people. And, like, if you're doing it that way, you'll end up with a roughly equal amount of liberals and conservatives in both groups. But if you start drawing the lines in these crazy fucked up ways, so as you have, like, an entire area of only Republicans voting and then an entire area of only liberals voting and a lot of liberal people tend to be disenfranchised in some form or fashion not saying that all like liberal people in America are like 
disadvantaged, but because of the fact that liberal policies tend to improve the lives of like people of color and trans people and gay people, uh, they tend to lean that way to vote. But if they are disenfranchised and they're having their voting rights sort of chipped away at anyway, if they don't have the exact right documentation to vote, or they changed the laws in the state for whether you can vote, so you have to vote provisionally. Like, I'd, I, I had this happen to me two, three, four years ago, four years ago, uh, when I went to go vote in the midterms. No, I guess that would have been two years ago. I went to vote in the midterms, and our votes didn't count because uh, they changed the laws but didn't notify anyone of what new documentation was required to be a registered voter in my Ugh. state. So our votes just didn't count in the midterms, which was ridiculous. So that, that's just one example of, like, little things that they do to make it to where people who would vote liberally can't actually vote or their votes don't actually impact anything. It's just these mm. congressional districts set up in these completely nonsensical ways to yeah. skew the vote. And, of course, the problem is that whoever's in power can put the lines wherever they want. Exactly. Yeah, which is what the conservatives are doing recently um, in this country, um, which shouldn't really be a surprise. I mean, they, they basically got control of the country now that Scotland's not voting for Labour anymore. But that's a bigger issue and one that's also being fueled by um, populist, basically pseudo-fascist parties like UKIP, who are thankfully looks like on the decline. But yeah, so it's happening over here too, but not in the same way. We're not we don't have the the big obsession with the voter fraud that they have in America. Although you do Which need is to completely fabricated. It. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's not, it's a non problem, but some people seem to think it is. I actually watched an interview of a Republican politician whose name I don't remember and whose face I don't remember because it was a doughy white guy face with glasses. Mm. Um, <laughs> Mitch McConnell, but. <laughs> It wasn't. I would know Mitch McConnell. He has this fucking, like, turtle neck thing look going like a on. He looks like a turtle. Oh, <laughs> uh, yup. Oh, God. Um, shit, my train of thought. It's gone now. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't seen it's The okay. Daily Show for so long. I was enjoying, I was enjoying my flashback. But, no, it's all right. Um, okay. I don't know where I was. You saw a doughy-faced Republican. A doughy-faced Republican guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who literally, like, admitted to the interviewer who is interviewing him for television that they are trying to suppress voters who would vote liberal. Like, that he, like, basically came right out and said it. And I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, you can do that answer? Yes, you can. Yeah. You can say it people and still get away with it. Care. Yeah. And the old, the, the ex-chancellor in this country here who only is, is not in anymore because of Brexit was actually caught saying, well, I don't know if it was caught saying, but it's reported later that he said, why make more, why make affordable housing? Because it only, it only makes more Labour voters. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say the sorts of things and most people won't, most people won't find out the people that won't, that do find out either already hate you or don't care. So, <laughs> it's Pretty a strange much. world that we live in, but if Trump can become president, anyone can do anything. Go out, jump out a window. Go on, you could probably fly. I don't know. <laughs> That's actually really funny uh, that you say that uh, because on the You're So Brave podcast, um, Chase Ross is the like main person and he has yeah. his own YouTube channel. He's a really great guy. If, uh, if any of our viewers don't know of him already, he's fantastic and amazing. Um, but he pointed out that, oh my God, my sentence got away with me halfway through again. Fuck. Where would you? What? No. Chase Ross. What did you? 
What did you say? Uh, I said jump out a window. <laughs> Which is terrible advice. Oh, anything is possible. <laughs> anything is possible. I'm glad that's what you got away from that sentence. Yeah, that, I was like, because Chase has started to say, like, if someone says, like, oh, that's impossible, Chase is like, well, you never know. Trump is president. Anything could happen. Like, you know, <laughs> just... <laughs> Oh god! I was asked the other day, "What's the, do you think that, that you think we're going to hit by a meteor because it killed the dinosaurs?" And I was there like, "Anything can happen." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got no meteor. frame of reference for reality anymore. <laughs> uh, the world we knew is gone. Something, something new age vibrations. Something. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear vibrations without hearing. Something that the person never intended. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're always saying that, you know, like, oh, you can hug a tree, you get these vibrations. I'm like, oh, maybe not. Maybe you're hugging a different sort of tree. Uh, maybe it was just tree shaped. You never know. The tangent. We're gonna fall. We're gonna fall into making this like. Oh dear. Okay, you can tell. Okay. You can tell we used to write for Teen Skeptic, can't you? I think <laughs> because of our comedy, or what? <laughs> it's the, oh, I think most podcasts wouldn't wouldn't laugh so hard at vibrations. But there we go. Oh god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, like, <laughs> like, I I am an adult. I'm turning 23 in like a week and a half or some shit like that. And yeah. you know, I still laugh at sex jokes because I'm 12. So it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Forever a child. Always. Always. Actually, I didn't get carded uh, when I bought cigarettes the other day. Ooh. I was like, success. It was definitely not like, you look like an adult woman. It was more like, you look like an adult man. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Success. I I don't look like I'm 14. I always found I didn't, um, I never never got carded once I grew a beard. And then once I got Mm. rid of the beard, they started looking at me again. I've had some fucking yep. shit recently. They, usually they look at my ID and don't say anything, but because it has my new name and the boy face on it. I, I went into this, this gay bar last week, I think, and they took one look at the card. They looked at me and just laughed and, like, go in, big boy, and was like, fuck off. Oh, <laughs> fuck right off. I know you're trying to be funny. Prick. And it was, I, I mean, I did laugh, but only because it was sort of, there was, uh, you didn't want to cry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I will be in the middle of explaining something and then start, like, laughing hysterically midway through the sentence because it's the only thing I can do that's, yeah. like, not crying. Yeah. I mean, I didn't laugh when they kicked me. They tried to kick me out of the bathroom in one of the gay bars, but that's a different thing. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, well, what you, what you were you on about that earlier, the, 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 them requiring the genital thing? And literally yeah. what this woman said to me was, come back when you've had, when you've got your thing removed. And How I'm just you know? Like, and it's still like, come on, right? If you give me 20 grand right now, I'll go fly on, get on a plane. I'll come back in a week. You fucking let me this. <laughs> you don't even have locks on your door. I don't want to be here. God. Your drinks are expensive. Your music's terrible. I only come here because <laughs> everyone else comes here. Come on. Oh, no. It's all right. I ended up making out with someone in front of her the next week, so I feel like I got my comeuppance a little bit. Nice. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> yeah, well, we, I, I take very petty revenge sometimes. That's okay. I think making out with someone in front of an asshole is plenty. Yeah, it's, like a, it's a protest of, of kinds. She was looking a bit, she was staring a bit too hard, but, you know, some, uh, if, she re, if she fancies me that much, she should just ask me out. Uh, yeah, 
I agree. <laughs> but clearly, she's not going to be interested until you go to Thailand and come back. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the real rite of passage. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> God. Oh, God. <laughs> what have we done? I don't know. What were we talking about? <laughs> Bathroom bills. Something yeah. about... There's, there was a law? Were there <laughs> laws? So, okay. So, the Texas thing. Yes. How likely is it it's going to pass? Uh, well, it sort of depends. Uh in, in the United States, on every, like, level of government, there is, uh, like, the three branches of government, and the branches that create the law is uh, the legislative branch, and it's always split into two houses, so there's the Senate and the House of Representatives, and they have different numbers of people in them for different reasons, but in Texas right now, it's Senate Bill 6, so it's... It started in committee in the Senate, and then it's going to vote in the Senate, and I bel- I don't know if it's passed or not, but uh, the Speaker of the House has reservations about whether it's going to pass in, in the House, even though it is Republican-controlled and dominated, because there's a, like actually a lot of economic impact that these bills have that people don't necessarily take into account before they implement them like North Carolina for example has lost a ton of business and like people who do concerts and uh performances and things like that are like refusing to go there to do their shows so the economy is like really being impacted by this and that's what the concern is for the people in the house of representatives in Texas is like is this bill actually addressing a problem or is it addressing a non-issue that it's just going to negatively impact our economy for no reason? This so, is what I don't uh, understand. Why do you want to? Cri- why do they want to? Are they so petty that they'd rather piss, piss off some trans people and ruin and <laughs> ruin their commerce for a while than like actually do some like do some good for their community? They know what's going to happen, right? They've seen what happened in North Carolina. It, it's like. It, I don't know. The The person who leads the committee in the Senate who drafted this bill is a woman and a cis woman, excuse me. Um, and she is so adamantly on this, like, it's about privacy. It's about privacy. It's about respecting women's spaces. And like, there's part of me that actually agrees with her. And it's really funny. I was just talking to my best friend yesterday about this exact thing where um, I agree with the concept that a women's bathroom like, while we still have segregated bathrooms, should be a safe place for women to go. So I don't think, like, like for example, I don't know if you ever saw the, I don't know, the thing that people were doing where trans people would go into the bathroom of the opposite sex and take a picture of themselves. Yeah. Like, this very incredibly attractive trans woman with urinals in the background of the picture is the one that probably most people will remember very clearly. Or the one of the trans man who with the cowboy hat yeah. In the women's restroom. Like, those are the two that stick out typically. And I feel okay with the protest where there's trans women going into the men's room because they tend to play it off as, like, ooh, do you really want me in the restroom with your husband? Like, it comes across as more of, like, a I'm attractive and I'm going to seduce your husband, even though that, like, hella problematic relying on cis-passing and traditional white-centered ideas of attraction. I get that. But uh, on the other hand, men going, like, trans men going into the women's room to show how ridiculous it is. Like, first of all, trans men don't get clocked nearly as often, Mm. which basically means that they're invisible, which kind of sucks. But 
it's also way more threatening to have, like, a bearded, muscled person going into the women's room. Like, someone who clearly has a masculine presentation, who is very clearly a man and not doing anything to feminize their appearance. Yeah. And those come across way more, like, there was one that was like, oh, do you really think that your wife or daughter or sister will feel safe with me in the bathroom with her? And it was way different striking tone because yeah. it's it's way more sexual assaulty than... I think, isn't that the, isn't the point, though, that because they're always the argument for putting these bills in is don't let the men in the women's room, and that's exactly what their laws say has to happen. And so, like, I understand that like, the tone, like, when you put it like that, it sounds quite creepy. But that's the whole point is to shock and make people realize, hey, this is what's going to happen. Like, <laughs> so the trans... Yeah. So there's people that, the people that think that, the tra- that trans women are all just big butch men in dresses and trans women are all just big butch men in dresses and that trans men don't exist. And the reality is if you restrict it to birth certificate, which you can't because it's ridiculous and unenforceable, but you would have that situation. You would have people with big muscles and beards going in the women's room. So if it is about yeah. privacy and this is what you're worried about, then it's completely... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Appropriate? Uh, no, but let's go with that. <laughs> Effect- effective, maybe? Uh, like, it's going for the shock value. Yeah. I mean, it's counterproductive to, to if you want privacy, to make a bill that does this. Because legally, you're asking people with beards and big muscles to go in the women's room, which is exactly what you're purporting that you don't want to happen. Yeah, which, uh, like, again, I am on board with that. Uh, And I think that it's good activism. Yeah. But I don't don't think it's good activism if trans men are are making women feel unsafe. Like, it's, it's a totally different thing. Because trans men pass so well fucking sorry trans men pass very easily because testosterone is a hell of a drug so for the most part trans men are not going to be bothered when they just walk into the men's room yeah trans women are the ones who are going to be targeted by this so like trans men don't need to do this to make this point because this bill was never about them even though even though you are right definitionally they're saying like oh you're a man and you have to use the women's room because your birth certificate says f like yeah, that's they're pointing out the ridiculousness of it, but I don't think that it's okay because, or at least I'm not a hundred percent on board because I don't want to make women feel unsafe. This is something that's become very important to me personally in my own yeah. transition. Even though I'm not a trans man, people read me that way, and I am constantly hyper aware of the fact that women view me differently now, and that there are situations in which I can completely by accident make a woman feel unsafe and I don't want to do that even a little bit because I remember what that feels like and it's not cool so this same argument that I use to say like I don't think that trans men should go into the women's room to take these pictures to make this point even though I understand where they're coming from is the same idea that these people who are in support of these bills are using except that they're categorically not considering trans women to be women like that's the thing and from what I can see, actually, the only the people, a lot of the people who have been suffering from this are cis women who appear masculine in scare quotes. Um, yeah. There's been a few news stories about like just women with short hair and just being kicked out. And it's like, there's, I guess a lot of people that haven't never thought about trans issues, suddenly people are saying, oh, you look a bit like a man. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah. obviously, the, the woman says woman, and they're assigned female at birth. They've, no one's given them shit all their life, and suddenly everyone thinks you're a dude because they're on the lookout for, oh, it's a dude in the bathroom. It's not how it fucking works. Um, yeah. Can I just say, by the way, your government's so fucking complicated. I know why you have yeah. so many layers. Are you trying to describe how that all works? My God. No wonder it takes so long for walls to go through. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, uh, it, if anyone wants a better explanation than my like shitty attempt to run down uh how our government works i highly recommend the youtube channel crash course they have Mm. uh, an entire an entire an entire huge playlist of u.s government and politics and it's very entertaining and craig from wheezy waiter is the person who hosts it and it's really informative so I learned a lot when I watched it. So if anybody who doesn't know anything about American politics wants to understand kind of how our system works, it's a really good resource. I like Crash Course. I approve. Oh, I love Crash Course. They started Crash Course Sociology, and I literally cried. Like, they just, (laughs) they announced that they were going to, they like, it was the teaser, like, we are going to start this series soon. And I was like, I am literally crying now. Yeah. I just want more Crash Course World History. That's my, that's my jam. Oh, yeah, I haven't gotten into that one. Uh, it's not like the first one that came out, but like, yeah, I want to big into since I started like doing like science for maths and stuff. I just really got into history because then it's like fun and not my study. Uh, yeah, it's a fascinating subject. It um, is. So, I think now is a good time to segue into uh, what the secret unspoken reason is behind these rules, these these laws that keep cropping up. Because someone says, yeah, it's more complicated than that. It's more subtle. Okay. <laughs> All right. You got to read between the lines. All right. I'm, I'm reading. Okay. <laughs> so someone said that uh, this, is, this is not about trans people. This is about protecting the rights and privacy of women. Okay. This is, it's about making sure that cis men don't use a loophole to come into the bathroom. Bullshit. Laverne Cox is the one who actually like really, really put it this way and hit it on the nose, and I completely understand where she's coming from and agree. If you take away the right or the access of trans people to use the restroom while they're in public, you can't, you're telling them that they can't exist in public. Because if you go to a place and you can't find anywhere to pee, you're going to have to hold it all day and potentially give yourself medical problems, or you're just going to opt not to go out in the first place. And that's the end goal, I think, is that... They just don't want us existing in public spaces. They're like, take your perverted lifestyle and keep it at home, basically. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I know it was like on a serious note there, but um, when you said the loophole, I can think of the Garfunkel and Oates song, which is a very different picture. Garfunkel and Oates. Oh, I haven't actually listened to any other stuff. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Um, so when you said loophole, the first thing I thought was, um, fuck me in the ass because I love Jesus. And that's a very different image to the one you were going for, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Is that the one about Mormons? I don't think so. Maybe it's, a, it's, it's some religious thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I seen that one and it was to do with like, like some religious practice of like you can't have sex so this certain subgroup of like religious people were having anal sex instead yeah because it like doesn't count in the eyes of god or something like that is they're that what you're of, talking about yeah they're one of these groups that like you've yeah, everyone says they haven't heard of but you've all have heard one of them they did gay boyfriend as well a while ago and that was kind of big and then 
disappeared for a while. Um, yeah. I remember yeah, the boyfriend, I mean, yeah. It's... I mean, it's the same sort of thing that we're doing with... Um, I hate to... I, I always try to bring this back to, to, to other civil rights cases because it's. I think it's an easy jumping on point, but it might be overstating it in this case. Um, so when they had... Um, Bathrooms for white people and bathrooms for non-whites mm-hmm. in the 1950s. Um, it strikes me as a similar thing. It's dehumanizing is what it is. It's not just kind of trying to just say, oh, we don't want you do- as long as you don't do your shit. No, it's saying you are not like us. You can't share this with us. It's dehumanizing. And that's what happens is it, this is we see this a lot with when these people try and marginalize groups like they did it with. They do it with different races and stuff. They try and make make they make people seem subhuman, so it's okay to hate them and okay to take away their laws. And that might seem a bit doom and gloom, but it is when you try and deny people basic fundamental rights and as petty as it may seem to some who aren't bothered by it. Being able to piss in public is a right, because it's illegal to piss on the street. So where am I supposed yeah. to piss, you know? <laughs> but yeah, no, I do like- agree. And... Yeah, but they can't shut us away. They want to, and the more they will try, then it goes back to the problems we had before, with a lot of trans people ending up in sex work that don't want to be in sex work. I should add, um, because some people do, and that's fine. Um, and driving people into homelessness, and things like that. Because if you can't go about your normal life, it's going to make it hard for you to continue being a member of society in a productive way. Yeah, and that includes the workplace, even. Uh, b- because there are not very many places that say explicitly that as a business owner, you cannot prevent your employees or your customers from using whatever fucking bathroom they want to. Um, so there, even people, even trans people who have a steady job will be told that they can't use the correct bathroom, and they might get fired if they use the wrong one because that would be like, sexual harassment in the workplace basically yeah or at least that's how the company would consider it you know Mm. like i have a a trans man friend right now who basically cannot use the bathroom while he's at work because they are forcing him to use the women's bathroom but even though he has not been on testosterone he's got like facial hair and people look at him like a fucking crazy person when he's in the women's room but they won't let him use the men's room so it's becomes this impossible catch-22 and that's, it always becomes this impossible catch-22 if you're trans and you're not sure whether you're safe using the bathroom in public. Like, that picture that I'm sure everyone has seen where it's, like, in the women's room, it's, like, get yelled at, or in the men's room, like, get assaulted. Like, yeah, these are your two options, and that's all you got, so. Yeah, and I know myself, I've sometimes taken to, like, sneaking the disabled room instead because it's just because then you don't have to get... You're less likely to get questioned, and that's not the answer either because the disabled toilets are there for disabled people, and... <laughs> You know. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I, I was actually really fortunate in that regard uh, because I started hormones while I was working at a truck stop. So in addition to having a men's room and a women's room, there was also a family restroom or a disabled restroom, however you want to put it. Yeah. Uh, so it was a single stall, and like we as employees were actually not supposed to use it. But I was like, um, "Fuck you!" Like I'm not yeah. like I can't I can't go into the women's room anymore. People are gonna look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. And then come talk to my bosses and be like, why was there a man in your women's room? 
And like, <laughs> I'm not confident enough to go into the men's room yet. Yeah. So there was this like weird in-betweeny space, and then eventually somewhere in there I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to start using the men's room. And I just started doing that, and there was no problem, because there's this really great thing about men's rooms where the, you just don't make eye contact with each other. It's fantastic. <laughs> I know, it depends where you are. <laughs> I know. At, at my last workplace in the men's restroom, people would talk to each other, and I would be, like, so annoyed when someone would try to talk to me. I'm like, dude, is this not... I thought that this was a place where there were rules against talking to people. Well, right, when you're that, in, like, a bar or a club, that definitely ends up coming out because everyone's just feeling so chatty, I think. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Probably anytime drunk people are involved. Yeah, yeah. I So, like, by the way, I don't know if you found this... I just want to ask this on air now so I get, like, a definitive answer because I can't remember anymore. I feel like women's toilets are so much fucking cleaner. Like, I don't know if it's just because I've been going to nice toilets recently. But every time I went to the men's room, it just, like, stank of piss. And if you go to, like, try and sit, to, like, try and sit down on somewhere, they'll be piss all over the seat. And it's just... I feel like I'm being spoiled now. I've been in clean, clean bathrooms for, like, a year. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just, like, my memory of it or if it just literally is just puddles of piss everywhere. <laughs> I can't remember I I have a limited experience to draw upon. Yeah. But I, I did work at the same gas station for, it's, it was a truck stop gas station, whatever, for like four years almost. Yeah. And I cleaned both bathrooms. And consistently, the worst it would be in the women's room is like somebody dumped powdered fucking makeup all over the counter. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, you walk into the men's room and the first thing that hits you is just a wave of piss smell because I don't know what it is, but people will literally just piss on the floor. Maybe it's yeah. because there's a drain in the middle and they're like, it'll get there eventually. I understand so. the floor more. I don't know why. <laughs> what I don't understand is why you leave the seat down and piss on the seat. That seems like it benefits no one. It's going to upsplash onto your trousers and yourself. And then whoever needs to go piss next is either going to get hepatitis or have to wipe down your fucking seat. And <laughs> Why do people do this? I still don't understand. I, I thought, I thought I I like, know. when I got older, I get it. Maybe, like, when you're standing up one day and I think, you know what, this seat looks like it's good for a piss. But it never happened. I still don't know who's doing it. It's the same way you know. Have, have you ever been to a festival, like a music festival, and you go in there and inevitably, after day one, someone's taken a shit on the door and you think... How did you get that up there? I've How? never seen that before. <laughs> How do you aim what? your bum so that your shit goes on the door? Where where were you at? Every festival I've been at, you tend to go in there like there's a there's a dookie in the sink, there's one on the floor, there's one on the door. It's like, oh my god, just fucking keep it in your pants if you're gonna do shit like this. Oh god, I've I've heard of them like in urinals sometimes, but. <laughs> Like, I never was the one who was cleaning the bathroom that day, but I heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, but no, I, I actually do think that it might be a universal thing, at mm. least, like, in the U.S. and probably in the U.K., that, like, men's bathrooms are just awful. Yeah. I don't know. I also think it's silly, like, this is a toxic masculinity thing, um... If they've gone and pissed in the toilet, it means that it's probably because the urinals were taken up, right? Sure. Uh, it compromises their masculinity too much to just sit fucking down and piss. <laughs> you re you realize that? 
Like, you're I mean, standing in a stall. You don't have to just, like, stand there and let it splash up at you. I have tried to piss in a toilet standing up. It doesn't work very well if you don't want to get piss everywhere. If you lift the seat up, you can get it in with a hose. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I've done that. Even then, there's still splash. Mm. I don't know. Like, it's so much easier to just sit down. I mean, yeah. But uh, yes, the, the dilemma is there's always pee on the seat. That's whether you want to risk the pee on the seat. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I'm, al- I'm also courteous and, like, I, like, wipe things down a little bit. Like, yeah, me if too. I've made a mess, I'm like, because I'm not an asshole, I don't know. Yeah. I always, I know I always, I've made, as I con- kind of contribute the problem, in that even when I used the men's bathrooms, I'd always put the seat down when I left. And I guess that's why people just go in drunk and just piss all over the seat. Oh, because they're not paying attention. Well, I mean, it's hard not to look down when you're pissing, or you could literally get it all over the place. But, you know, some people don't pay attention. I mean, we got on this blog tangent for a while. Did we? <laughs> I mean, it's okay. The whole thing is talking about bathrooms, so it's... Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm corroborating. You're correct. Men's okay. bathrooms are pretty much universally disgusting compared okay. to women's rooms. Okay, fact. Right. Fact. <laughs> Fight me. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I live at this address. <laughs> um, so I actually had one more thing that I wanted to talk about, at least sure. uh, in the vein of uh, transgender bathroom laws, because uh, you've heard of the Gavin Grimm case, yeah? Yes. Okay. Uh, anybody who does not know, uh, Gavin Grimm is probably one of the most amazing teenagers I will ever have the have the pleasure of knowing their name he is a transgender student who was basically being prevented from using the restroom of his choice and was working his way up through the courts and it was actually like the supreme court had agreed to hear his case but then they decided to send it back to the lower appeals court so that really sucks because like wasn't this Everything was, because of the Title IX changes that Trump made? Well, it, there wasn't any change. It was that, okay, so let me explain what Title IX is, because I'm sure that I, I actually didn't know specifically what the fuck it was until I looked it up. Um, yeah. So Title IX is the basis upon which any new legislation uh, around trans people is being made in the United States, because Title IX is like a section from the United States Education Amendments of 1972. So this is specifically regarding uh, education rights and everything. And it just says, um, well, this, the relevant bit says, no person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. Pretty straightforward. So we're basically trying to say, like, this counts as gender discrimination or sex discrimination, depending on which word they've elected to use. And uh, this is specifically what Gavin's case was writing on, because this is specifically about uh, the rights of people in schools, in the education program. So that's what Title IX is, and that was the basis of his case. And now the transgender thing with the Obama administration, they were ba- like he basically set down... It was not an executive order. People keep saying it was, but it wasn't. It was just, like, new guidelines being put out saying that 
uh, Title IX does include protection for transgender students. So the the guidelines that the federal government was saying with like a maybe vague threat of you might lose your state funding if you don't follow this rule was to just let trans people use the bathroom that they're supposed to be able to use. Uh, I don't know exactly why it is that the Supreme Court accepted the case and then we're like, nah, never mind. But we actually had like a really solid chance of seeing this go to the highest court in the land and seeing a decision being made, which honestly, I don't know if that would have been a bad thing or a good thing right now. Mm. Since we've only got eight votes as opposed to nine, but if we've got our ninth, it's going to be a Republican. So I don't know. It, I mean, it I got bounced missed... back, but it's not like it, but it's going to, it's coming back, right? It's not like it's been taken off the table. No, it's not being taken off the table. It's basically like, okay, fucking this. Oh God, the court systems. Okay. You'll have you your like state. Level. Yeah. Well, you start off with like, you're suing the state. So you have to start at the state Supreme court level. And then, like, there will be a grouping of four or five states that are all in one district. So then you would go to the district court. If you're, if you're still like, I don't agree with this decision, I'm going to appeal it to a higher court. And then the, there's, so there's, the, like, the circuit of appeals courts, which then, generally, it's like once you've hit that, then your case can possibly go to the Supreme Court if you need to appeal it further, if you're, like, still not agreeing with the decisions being handed to you. Um, so the Supreme Court, like, agreed to hear this case because it's been through all these different stages, and they were going to make a final adjudication on it. Like, they, th that's what the Supreme Court does. A, a case makes it through all these lower courts and eventually reaches the Supreme Court, who then like basically say the constitution says this so this is the law that we're going to have now like roe v wade that went through that was the abortion one that went through a lot of different places before it finally got adjudicated and and you know set straight and the same thing with uh brown versus the board of education which is the one that ended up desegregating schools because once it reached the Supreme Court, there was no foundation upon which they could say that segregation is legal. Because the whole thing was, like, separate but equal doesn't exist. And it, I kind of feel the same way about segregated bathrooms a little bit. Because they affect trans people in this way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. But it can come back around to the Supreme Court. But they can also just, again, be like, nah, like, that's not worth our time. Like, because they, they deal with the highest cases in the country, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. They have a lot of power. I mean, gay marriage got there eventually. If we keep fighting, the hope is, I guess, that we will get there. And there'll be objective, which, I mean, objectively, I guess it's still my opinion. But, I mean, objectively, <laughs> trans people should just <laughs> be given this right. Well, it's objective to you because you're a biologist. Yeah, well, there we go. I mean, I try to be objective. I kind of have to be for my job. But that's, <laughs> I guess that, but that's supposed to be as well. And this is the whole point. Um, Brown versus the Board of Education sounds like the worst tie-in fighting game. Uh. <laughs> the disappointing sequel to Marvel versus Capcom. Oh, God. <laughs> There's a lot of judges than just Brown. 
you have to, and one player has to pick brown every time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's complicated. But you know, it, it was, was a person. <laughs> yeah, I it know. It was a person whose last name was Brown. <laughs> right, yeah. It's not just someone that's Brown. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh god. No. <laughs> that's pretty bad. No, I know. Um, the the thing dying. is, the thing is though, like with the with the Gavin Grimm thing. Is that for so long, we're always looking, I guess a lot of us were kind of hoping that this would be the one that really pushed it through. Mm-hmm. And now it's sort of looking like if it doesn't get thrown out, it's going to take a long, long time. And given that Trump has basically turned his back on trans people, not that he was ever on our side anyway, recently, it's not looking great over there. No. Hmm. <sighs> There's a lot of people when Trump got elected that was like, oh, he held the rainbow flag upside down. That means he loves us all. And uh, I know most of us didn't feel that way. But hopefully now everyone can see his true colours and we can start making case, like like Gavin Grimm's case, and start making a bit of an uproar. His isn't the only one going through right now, as far as I'm I'm aware. I can't remember the names of the other cases that were going on, but... There's one involving two young trans women. Yeah. But I, I, I just saw, like, a video with them in it, not any... I don't, can't remember any details. But they're... I mean, except that they were both, like, beautiful, intelligent young women. Like, that's yeah. the only... I was like, you're both so articulate. This is crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's kind of exhausting to talk about because it's just such an uphill struggle, but that's the only way you're going to make change is by being loud. And that's what happened with gay marriage. That's what happened with civil rights. You know, it's... It's a long fight, but it's one you have to do. And because the U.S. court systems are so complicated, it's going to take a while, and it's going to take a lot of setbacks. Um, so much bureaucratic nonsense. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, because the only, the only similar thing we've had over here is recently there was a big... Um, the Women and Equalities Commission in this country, which is a panel um, set up to make sure that we're doing everything we can to make everyone equal, which is a nice thing to have. Unfortunately, they don't always listen. Um, they had some big to do, I think maybe last year or the year before, um, they had a big report into trans people and what we could do to make things different. And basically what they came away with, this big report that said, lots of things are unfair, we don't treat trans women equally, we should do this, but we're not going to. Um, <laughs> the one thing they did say they were going to try and do is make cues for, horm- for gender appointments um, smaller. But they always say they're going to do that with doctor's appointments and then they defund the NHS and wonder why they're not meeting their demands. So there's a lot of shit still to go over here too. Um, But a lot of it's relics. There's not a new front of oppression. It's throwing off the oppressions we've already put on us, Um, like the gender recognition certificate and the the men's prisons issue, Um, like the NHS being underfunded and hard to get into, Um, like how needing to have a stated letter from a from a qualified doctor to change your gender marker in your passport. Um, yeah. Whereas in the US, it's much more of an uphill struggle. And that's not just because the law is complicated. It's because the attitudes are different. And there's been a lot of um, very reactionary people, it seems, the idea that trans people exist. Whereas I guess maybe it was more of a slow burn over here. But it seemed like a lot of people in the US didn't seem to know that trans people existed until Caitlyn Jenner popped up out of the blue and suddenly like, okay, here's someone we can oppress. Yeah, and we talked about this in a previous episode, but it was very much a case of transgender people only existed 
as the butt of a joke in movies, and they were always trans women. Trans men basically didn't exist except for this, like, one film made by this one woman, uh, Boys Don't Cry, which actually, now that I remember and I'm thinking about that, that was based on a true story. That's sad. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it just everything everything is all wonky. Attitudes have changed, and it, it really was, like, just sort of an underground issue almost, which yeah. is so, it's ridiculous because trans women of color were at the front of the riots at Stonewall. Like, that's the reason that we have pride in the summertime. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's nonsense. It's not like they weren't there. Exactly. And this is the weird thing that I don't get. I think a lot of people still forget this, even, like, of the older generation. I went to see um, Siri and McKellen, um, Magneto, Gandalf, give a talk a couple of weeks ago. What? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he was a very good man. He made um he he referred to himself as Gandalf. It was very good. Oh good. He made some offhand comment about Margaret Thatcher because he's from the north and obviously even northerners mm. are not fan. Um oh, plus it's also the fact that she made like horribly anti-gay laws and supported apartheid, but you you can fight me on that one later. Um <laughs> He he's in uh, got a fairly large role in the UK organization Stonewall. And they only recently started supporting transgender rights. It's called Stonewall. What? It's called fucking Stonewall. And it's for years, Stonewall. they just didn't care. They just didn't know. And I, I think, I don't know if it's just ignorance, because I think a lot of the time, a lot of the time back then, trans people, they were, they were just as, they were acting as drag queens because it's so hard to get um, the care you could get. It's hard, so hard to get hormones, so hard to get surgery, all that stuff. But... Yeah, it's called Stonewall, and it's, until very recently, it didn't support trans people. And I think a, a lot of that has to do with sort of the narrative changing over time and sort of being remolded to say, "Oh, it was gay people. It was all gay. It was all gay men," when it's really trans women and lesbians that had a lot to do with it, and the trans women that threw the first fucking brick. Unless you believe the Stonewall movie, in which case it was a very pretty white guy who's just come out of the neighborhood and he's a very stereotypical white man, and he was very rebellious, and all his friends were white. And that's how Stonewall happened. But yeah. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is the thing. Like, it's, we've been forgotten for so long. And now, suddenly, we're popping back up again. It's, uh, this is not how it is, but it's, it's how it seems the, the narrative of LGBT history. Because we were there at the beginning, and then we sort of sank down as gay issues took a hold and trans issues were forgotten. And now we're coming back up and... Now people are starting to support us again, and so I guess now it's everyone's looking at us like, what can we do to stop this? Because we couldn't stop gay people. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the timeline is for like when Stonewall <laughs> happened in relation to the uh, HIV epidemic. Yeah. I don't know which came first or if Stonewall happened like while the epidemic was happening. Because, I, and the reason that I'm thinking about this is that you mentioned that like trans women were at the front of the battle lines at Stonewall. And then some, for some reason, trans people just kind of fell off the radar. For, uh, the radar of like the public, like societal, cultural level. Like, yeah. of course, people on an individual level still know about them. There are still like, at minimum, 20 trans women who get murdered in the United States every year. That's the statistic of one in 12 trans people, by the way. Um, Ouch. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's terrible. So, uh, but I, I was wondering if possibly the reason that trans women stopped being talked about so much was because there was 
this really, like, upswell in the visibility of gay cis men. Like, trans women did contract HIV, and so did cis women and probably a bunch of other kinds of gender non-conforming people, but gay cis men were the ones who were being targeted by the media. Like, this was, this was a gay man's disease. Like, ugh. This is a disease that only gay men get. That's why there are still fucking laws in this country to this day that if you are a man who has sex with men or if you are a person who has had sex with a man who has sex with men, you can't donate blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, I think that is sort of it because the narrative has been wielded to that sort of demonize gay men. I guess we a lot of transgender women got caught up in that and they're under mm-hmm. the blanket of gay men because obviously still today people are saying, oh, this is a man and... A lot of people think, oh, it's a very gay man. And very gay men obviously want to be women because they can't picture why someone could be gay, even after all this time. Mm-hmm. And we're under the culture is obsessed with cock. And they think that um, anyone with a cock is a man. And that anyone else really just actually wants one. And they're just lying. Um, the, the, the Stonewall riots... <laughs> Bring started it back. in 1969. And the HIV-AIDS epidemic was primarily... Was, and it's biggest in the 80s for the looks of yep. it. So yep. there's a big 10-year delay there. My logic follows then. Yeah. Um, I also think it's the sort... A lot of the camaraderie sort of seem to fall around, fall down around them as well. Uh, as, like, people push for gay rights, it seems like a lot of people seem to forget about trans rights or sort of want... I don't know if they ended up... Put, they didn't push it under the bus on, under, under the bus on purpose, but... When you're fighting so strongly for your own rights, I think it's easy to forget about what other people need them to. And that's sort of why it's so important that there is a T in LGBT, and, and even though it's not a sexuality. Um, and that's another podcast, I think. But it's part of the... There's a, we were part of the community because we had to be. And it, it does a disservice to the people who kicked off the gay rights movement for now, gay people these days, especially those in countries where you can marry and stuff, to, to turn around and say, well, you're not one of us. Or say, like, not you're not one of us in terms of gay because you might be a, a straight trans person, but that you, we're not fighting for you. Your fight is not our fight. Um, I like, oh, a lot of gay people... There's a lot... There's a fair, and worryingly large number of um, lesbians, especially, who seem to be very anti-trans. Oh, good Lord, dear, oh, man, I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw this, I did not, I was not calling you man, I was just using that as an expression. That's cool. Uh, cool. Um, do you, did you, or did you see the, the petition uh, that went on, oh, God, it, it was, like, late 2016, that was, like, a petition to the Human Rights Campaign, I think, or the H, or the uh, ACLU, one of the two, that mm. was, like, petitioning to have that group stop fighting for trans people's rights. Like, what? this was this was primarily gay men who basically Ugh. were like, yeah, that's not, our, that's not our problem. They're just making us look bad. That's not... You shouldn't be fighting for those people. Like, they're not even queer. Like, that's why it's so important to know your own history. And I know, like, as a history nerd, I sort of... I, 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 that word carry, those words carry a lot more weight to me than they do to other people. But I do feel like it's a bit silly. Um, and not just that. It's insulting because a lot of, because a lot of the way you, 
Ugh, a lot. <laughs> not just like groan and say fuck instead of just actually sort of saying my <laughs> thoughts. But you are where you are because of us. And that's not to say you have to be out there fighting to help trans people because you are gay. That's ridiculous. But you're enjoying the fruits of the the work of many trans people, many lesbians, many gay men. And to now turn around and say, oh, well, we've got yours. You can go suck it. Is just so incredibly stupid. And I don't... I was gonna say I don't want to call you stupid. I do. I do. If you think if you think that trans people don't deserve rights and you are one of the people who is benefiting from the fights that trans people started, then frankly, you should go read a fucking book. Because if you don't know your own history, this is how this is this is what this is. I'm not being very articulate here, but it's okay. It does help to know where you came from. And you know you particularly weren't there. If if trans if trans people hadn't been there fighting on the front lines, who knows where we'd be? You know. Um, yeah. I love gay people. I'm a gay person myself. But <laughs> I'm sorry that sentence started off really funny. <laughs> All my best friends are gay. Um, no, I just listen to your fr- listen to us. If you think we're talking bollocks, fine. That's fine. You can think that. I can think you're talking shit. But just. Take a look. Work out where you came from. I don't know. There's a. I want to make a. I want to make a like a link a case here, to civil rights, but I'm not going to because it's just ridiculous and overblown, and it doesn't deserve it because it's a stupid fucking opinion to have. On the subject of, you should educate yourself uh, about your history. Uh, I actually just very recently in January had an experience that really kind of shifted the way that I see our community and the history of our community because I went and visited a, an art exhibit about the HIV AIDS epidemic and holy wow, it was like a really emotional experience. And also I found it ridiculous how few of the things like how few details I actually knew about this situation and like I'm 23 I feel like I should know this stuff and I feel like I should know about Stonewall but all I know about either of those issues the Stonewall riots or the the AIDS epidemic is like things that I see on the internet because that's that shit doesn't get covered in your history classes or your no. civil rights classes in high school, and maybe some of your classes in college do, but trans people have less access to college and higher education in general anyway. So it's one—it's like, it's one thing to be like, you need to educate yourself on your history, but at the same time, it's like, how do you tell them where to start? Like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I, Wikipedia, I guess, is where you start, but there, there should be, I think more of a push from, like, older trans people or, like, at, at, at the very minimum, like, people who are further along in their transition so they're, you know, quote-unquote older in that way to make a point of learning everything like we can about all of those things that happened and then communicating to other people who are in our age range or younger than us that this is a, this is a solid part of our history and we need to know it. 
but there's no formal education on this on this topic. So we just have to be like, remember this? This was important. Don't forget this. It happened. It matters. Yeah. And people did forget it, and that's the big problem. It should yeah, be taught it, in schools. It should be taught in schools. I mean, in schools in, in this country, in, in history, we were taught slavery. We talk about slavery. We were taught about the Native Americans and that genocide. We were taught about the Holocaust. There's a lot of horrible shit that you need to know to know the world you live in and understand how why it is the way it is. And LGBT history is important. And it wasn't taught then because it wasn't because LGBT people still like this. We're still marginalized, but it's important to put that in. It's, it'd help a lot with understanding and acceptance. I think if people could just realize we've always been there. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, my friend, uh, somebody who I recently became friends with on Facebook, uh, pointed out that, uh, basically like, there are no trans characters in kids' movies because trans people have been declared inappropriate for children. Mm. And the same goes for, like, the reason that there are no, like, prominent gay figures in Disney movies or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and it's really sad because it, that's the argument that you're going to have to push through in order to get education in schools on this topic. Yeah. You have to argue past people who are saying that our existence fundamentally is not appropriate content for children, even though there are transgender and queer children. Yeah. I'd still argue that Mulan's a trans guy. I'm just going to put that out there. I cry so much every time I watch that movie. Yeah, it's so good. The fucking Mirror song. Oh, God. Oh, she is... They are trans. They are so trans. I don't know. I mean, she... Just because she doesn't fit gender roles, I mean... Look, I take my victories where I can get them. Yeah, I'm take s- it take it where you can have it. I'm still hoping Elsa is gay, because LeFou is just not enough for me. Um, yeah, I do kind of peg Elsa as being, like, gay, or at least ace, maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe she's ace, and then, like, but that's mostly because she is, like, psychologically, like, walled off from other people. Given that she trapped herself in a castle for most of her teenage years, I don't think, I think, yeah. I think she's basically ace by happenstance. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe she'll she'll be Demi later, because it yeah, takes her a while see. to trust people. I think so. But, but Anna she's all about the ladies. Trust people very quickly. <laughs> There's so Jeez. much incest fan art. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, God, I've not seen that. I don't know why I said yet. <laughs> I haven't looked that up. I really haven't. I haven't um, looked it up either. <laughs> the internet. It's okay. We'll get it. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess okay. we should start wrapping this up. I was about to say, have we about covered everything to cover on this topic for now? I think so. We can always, I mean, if, if doing a State of the Union thing, we can always come back in like a few months and do another one if things change. Yeah, I just get this feeling like it's going to steadily continue getting worse. and That is no. a possibility. But in that case, we probably should talk about it again. And I can call people well. stupid again and then regret it. <laughs> regret it because all the people that we're friends with are like don't use ableist terms and i'm like i i am disabled i'm pretty sure that i can do that if i want to is stupid an ableist term yeah is it oh shit yeah because it's got to do with someone's intelligence and like having deficiency in intelligence is not really something you have control over fair enough then i apologize to all of my disabled friends (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I say crazy all the time, but that's, I feel like it's more reclamatory than anything. But I mean, that's not I mean, for here. We we can do an ableism episode if we want. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm qualified, but okay. Well, then I will be lecturing you for an hour. <laughs> That's also fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, I think we're I... about wrapped up on this. Oh, you've, have you got another? No, I was just going to start listing some stuff off. Um, we were thinking at the start of this that um, we could do some questions at the end of these episodes. Um, this has been recorded before it's out on iTunes and stuff. It's just quietly on SoundCloud right now. So if you found it, you've been very... We've been doing some very thorough Google searching. Um, <laughs> if you want to email us, we'll look for questions before we do our recordings, I think. Although we probably won't get any for a few weeks because of the way these are going to be going up. Um, transatlanticpod at gmail.com. Um, Facebook at transatlanticpod. Twitter, transatlantipod, because that was too many letters. Um, I think that was it. Yeah. Also, uh, I, I, I've, uh, we've got a theme song in here, which you're going to hear at the beginning of the end, and that's um, Runaway by my best friend, George Gad, who's a very lovely man. And oh, cute. I didn't even know about that until just now. Yeah, yeah. He did a, he did a song about, trans, about um, trans people. It's, it's, yeah, but it's not that one because it's very angry and it would not fit a podcast theme, but it's very, very good and you should all buy it. And that's Little Bribes, his band. This is very rambly, but I did say I'd sell his podcast. I'd, I'd sell his music next time I did this. So, this is me yeah. selling his music. Um, buy Little Bribes songs. Buy George Gad songs. Um, go see him in concert if you live in Nottingham or surrounding areas. Plug a lug a lug a lug. Yeah, listen to him on Spotify. Tell him I love him because I do. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm done chilling. All right, you got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to Transatlantic Podcast, the conversation between two trans people across the pond. Uh, we will be seeing you sometime soon, next week. Who knows what, this, what the release schedule is like on this, but we hope you enjoyed this conversation, and uh, we will be, we'll be talking to you later. All right. See you next Bye. time. Bye. Bye.